0: Hi, welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I am your host, Erin Rowling, and I am so excited you are here to join me today for today's podcast. I actually have to admit to you, um, when I took a couple weeks off for vacation, I thought, are people still going to listen? Are they going to disengage? And Kara sent me some stats, and you guys showed up. You guys were still downloading, and yeah, you know how to make a girl feel loved so thanks for staying in with it even when we gotta take a little break it'll be a while hopefully before we have to take another one but you know life is life and who knows what's gonna happen um it was kind of funny because paul and i had some drive time recently, and um, or last week, and he was like, hey, put on your podcast because I haven't listened to this week's episode yet, which he's a great husband. He listens to all of them. Um, I should make him listen to him twice because I sit through his messages every week twice. No, he, I don't want to do that to him. But, <laughs> um, But anyways, as we were listening to it, I was reminded of this show that I like to watch. I love to watch 90 Day Fiancé which I just met someone or I didn't meet them, but I just found out about a situation where it's real live 90 day. And I'm like, I was just like, I knew all this stuff about it. I was telling this lady, I was like, did you know this? Did you know that? Did you? And she's like, no, how do you know this? I'm like, "Mm, see, TV shows do come in play or handy. uh, You know, when you're watching them. Or at least that's what I tell myself. But anyways, um, on this 90 Day Fiance show, which it's real people who are bringing people over here. And they have like 90 days to get married. But um, anyways, I they have this other show called Pillow Talk. And so basically what Pillow Talk is like they'll kind of sit there and... And they will sit on their couches or in their bedrooms or whatever. And they kind of like dissect the show. Like they put their two cents in and what they think is happening or their own commentary in there. I love it. It's so fun to hear what they think. Because there are also people that have been through the 90-day fiancé visa process and all this stuff. So they totally know what's going on. And me and my daughter Liz are like, oh man, we should... We would love to be in Pill Talk, but I think we'd have to be on 90-day fiancé, and neither one of us are getting a fiancé from another country, as far as I know. I'm married, so, yeah, not happening. Anyway, so, all that to say, when Paul and I were listening to the episode, I had all these comments, because when I first started recording last week, I got this horrific pain up my back, and... Honestly, I think it was an air bubble, like a gas bubble or something, but it hurt really bad. And it was just when I first started recording and I had so many thoughts in my head of like, can I stop this? Can I wait? And because I am a... Excellent procrastinator. I could not, you know, stop it and do it another time because I needed to get it done for Karen Frank to get it ready for Friday's posting, and (laughs) I literally was like sitting in my chair, like all crooked. And we don't um, do video of the podcast, which thank goodness we don't, because. I've told you before, like, I'm usually not dressed or I am in my bathrobe or I my hair is off. Like, I don't put makeup on. I don't do any of that stuff. I just record all natural. And um, I do brush my teeth and stuff, but you wouldn't be able to tell that anyways. But <laughs> anyways, um, but the way I had to, like, rig my body to, like, record was it was... Awful. And it was very hard to concentrate. I'm not going to lie. And so, as we were listening, I would be like, oh, yeah, that part, I did not remember what I was supposed to say. Or um, I had like one spot where I said a word wrong and I continued to say it wrong. And as soon as I said it wrong, Paul said it right. And I was like, he knew the word. (laughs) I did not, and I I never got it correct in that podcast. Um, But anyway, so it was just kind of funny to kind of, you know, talk through it. I was like, maybe we could do a pillow pillow talk podcast. I've never heard of that. Maybe we should do that. Maybe it's something I should start. Um, who knows what somebody's going to take it and then I'll be like, I thought of that and you guys can all be witnesses that I thought of it first. I should look into that. But no. Anyways, um Speaking of not being able to say words correctly, I recently asked a friend, um, like, hey, what's something that I do that um, irritates you, or annoys you, or bothers you, or, because we have that kind of friendship, and we were just um, hanging out, and I was just like, I wonder what I do that (laughs) irritates her, (laughs) and um, she was like, well, this doesn't really irritate me, or anything like that, or bother me, or anything like that, she said, but, a lot of times you say words incorrectly, or you'll use the wrong word, like it's not the correct word. And like people, you all know I'm really working on words, and apparently I still don't get it right. And so she says, "When you do, like, because she goes to her church, so like when I talk, when I lead worship, um, she's just thinks to herself, like, oh, look at Aaron, not using the word correctly, <laughs> or oh, look at Aaron, she doesn't know how to pronounce that word." <laughs> so she goes kind of more of an endearing thing and I'm like well that's great for someone who talks for a living like that they have that issue but that would be me and that would be real life people and if you're a regular podcast listener you probably hear me say lots of words wrong and I don't know if it's endearing to you but apparently it's not horrible because you still listen so Thanks for still tuning in despite the fact that I don't say words correctly or use them properly at all times. Anyways, um, to dive into this week's podcast, uh, I've been doing this workout program called 645 and my daughter Amanda and her friend Bethany have been doing it with me too. And um, we don't like do it together because they don't live by me, but um, we try to stay on the same day like we get off on days because just different things happen but we do have a little group chat and we post a picture and you know maybe have a little comment or we tell what day we did it's a great program it's actually my second time through um doing it I love Amwala and I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right um he's a trainer and um he's super down to earth he has a lot of knowledge um He kind of talks you through everything and tells you like what muscles you're using or like things that we've been taught maybe in the workout world that aren't correct, you know, completely correct or um, just like with even lunges. He'll be like, this is actually better for you or we've gotten away from this. I don't know. Super interesting. Honestly, the first time that I did it, um, I had a significant shoulder injury. And I loved doing this program because it really helped me to realize like stretching is like key. And uh, a lot of times when you work out, you're not very good at stretching. I know I have gone years without stretching, but then I get hurt really bad and it makes you slow down. And actually, when I'm not even doing his program, I take the first 10 minutes of his workouts and I do them because I have seen the benefits. Of taking time to stretch even more so before you work out. Um, or for me, I've noticed like, it just, I don't know. Even if I'm like, I don't want to work out. <laughs> that first 10 minutes of like stretching gets me like ready. I feel good. My body feels good. It feels, you know, ready to engage in whatever that day's workout is. But um, anyways, so yeah. Now you're going to want to do this workout after I talk about it. But um Anyways, you know, and every workout program usually has like a cast, like if you've done any like online workouts or anything, you know, they have like the intensifier and they have the modifier and they have all these different people. And this program also has cast members and there's like one girl named Jordan who um, she just, she lifts super heavy weights and I like to kind of compare myself to her, even though we don't compare to each other. But just like, sometimes I lift heavier than her and I feel like, man, I'm strong. And then she lifts heavier than me and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't lift that. <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, you always need someone to like kind of push you to to do better, to to maybe have goals and work a little harder. And that's who Jordan is for me she's kind of does that um there's a guy named Manny who actually it's funny Abby my the 13 year old started doing his program she was like oh my goodness he does 15 reps and I could do two (laughs) he was so cute um but it's good for her because again all the stretching and just learning how to work with weights and stuff like that so she said I whoever the guy is in the back I don't like him and I'm like, Manny? And she's like, yeah, the one who's always like, call me daddy. He's just full of himself. And amala always puts him in his place. But he keeps things interesting. And then um, there's a guy named um, Aristotle who they call him a Greek god. And he's, he's so humble. Like, he'll go, everyone on this set is like a, you know, trainer or a dancer. And that's usually who they pick. Um, just so you know, even the modifier is like a dancer has been dancing for like 20 years or whatever. And, um, he's like, I'm a bartender. That's what I do. <laughs> sinus, I love his humbleness. Um, there's the modifier is great. Cause she, she'll like burst out in song and I love it. And, Um, She's just fun and cute, and she's just always, like, trying to do better, and she's always, like, trying to not modify, and he's like, no, you have to modify. (laughs) Um, And then there's this one girl, like, oh, my gosh, she's a trainer, and she irritates me because she just has a bad attitude. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, But then there's this other girl. Her name is Nikki. Oh, my goodness. Nikki, 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 Nikki. You know, some personalities you just find annoying. (laughs) Let's just be honest. Um, Oh my gosh, her personality is one of those. She's just like super nice, like syrupy nice, like rainbows and like unicorns and like he'll ask a question and you're like, working out really hard and then she'll just have like this syrupy answer and I'm like oh my gosh like come on let's be real like it's always oh, oh you know like happy and whatever I think it even kind of gets on the trainers no maybe not maybe it's just my nerves she gets on but whenever she has something to say I'm like oh shh, don't say anything we don't we don't want to hear what you have to say um but we got to week 10. It's like a 14-week program. So yeah, maybe by week 10, you get tired of these people. But she said something, and I, it was kind of a truth bomb. And it it had some meat to it. For the first time, I was like, Nikki, you got something to say. And it was like at the end of a um, hard workout, and he was like, is like, hey, is there anything you want to leave with people? And she's like, I do, and I'm like, ah, oh, Nikki, nobody wants to hear from you. I hope she never listens to this, gonna am like, this girl really doesn't like me. It's not they don't like her. I just don't jive with her personality, whatever. Anyway, so she starts to talk, and I gotta admit, you guys, it was good. What she had to say was, really, really good. And she, she basically was like, um, she shared a quote or like the theme of a quote of what she had read from a book she was reading. Cause sometimes I'll share like different books they're reading. And I'll just be honest, I'm just going to preference this right now. A lot of it is like, um, self-help, um, but like manifestation, which actually I really want to do a podcast on like self-manifestation and all that kind of stuff. Cause yeah, it's, we need to talk about it. We'll get there sometime. Um, maybe I've already said that that I'm going to do a podcast on it. But um, she was like, I read this book and it really helped me to start to stick to goals that I have made about myself. And I, I looked up the quote that she said and she kind of embellished it. Like, you know, made it her own or whatever. But it's from a guy named Tony Robbins, which I'm not, I looked him up and I'm not going to like... Um, recommend him because he seems like a very like do this and you get this and like 10 ways to be successful or whatever and I I'm not like knocking that I just don't really jive with that concept of living um it's just very like to me very self about you and what you can get and what you can manifest and like 10 easy steps. This is how you get there. And I'm sure he has probably some great content. And obviously this one thing he said, it stuck out to me. So, um, but basically, um, cause here's the thing is everyone makes goals, right? We, you know, we've talked about a lot about this subject, honestly. Um, and we make them, we break them. <laughs> we start out strong, we peter out. Um, but I, th- I thought the concept behind it, because I think that often when we do that, we don't really think about the consequences of breaking those goals for ourselves, and like what actually we end up creating in ourselves when we continue to do that. And so here's the quote. Um, he said, every time you break a commitment to yourself, you are creating self-doubt. And you are disrespecting yourself. And you are teaching yourself that your words don't really matter. I thought there was a lot of value in that comment. And the example was basically like, if you were consistently trying to meet up with someone and they were constantly breaking you know, um, that meeting and weren't showing up, you would begin to not trust them. You might lose some respect for them. Um, you know, it might conjure up some self, self doubt in them. And, um, which I can definitely say is true. Cause honestly, like we make a lot of appointments with people and I get like things come up. Like I understand that my life can get crazy too but if all possible we really try to keep our commitments and I it really bothers me when people are like like super flippant about like breaking um you know uh I can't think of the word see this is what happens people like my mind goes completely blank sometimes this is where pillow talk would come in I'd be like in this spot my mind went blank um where you not have a reservation that's not what I'm trying to think of um but a commitment with somebody and you're like okay you schedule an appointment with them or whatever and people are just like oh I just can't make it or I've we, my husband and I've been up at the church to do counseling with someone which we've taken the time to fit them in and we're happy to do it but when you don't show up like the next time that we go to meet with that person, I I do think, like, are they going to show up? Are they just going to, am I going to sit there for 20 minutes? And then we're going to call them and they're going to be like, oh, sorry, we forgot. Or, oh, sorry, we have to cancel. Like, yeah, I think that statement is, is really true. And I looked her up um, to kind of, like, nail down the comment because... I could tell she was kind of just making it her own and I wanted a little bit more cleaner version of what she was trying to say. And this is a total side note because we talked about impressions last week. And I told you what my impression of her was, but um, her voice when she talks, you know, is that syrupy, you know, sugary syrupy voice. And in this blog she had, (laughs) she starts talking about how much she loves sugar. She loves desserts and so, and like so much so that her friends like correlate any kind of sweet treat with her and vice versa. So my impression of her was right on. She's sugary, sweet kind of person and not that that's a bad thing, but you can't always have sugar people. Anyways, (laughs) but she dropped a truth bomb and I jived with it and it made an impact on me And if you have listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you realize that if something makes an impact on me, um, gets my attention, it turns into a podcast. (laughs) And, um, and like I said, we've kind of talked about these topics before of like making excuses why we don't do things or, um, challenging ourselves, and, you know, trying to, um, you know, do those challenges so that we don't break those commitments to ourselves and stuff like that. Um, so I think there's a lot of different angles that we've come at from, but I felt to take that and kind of go, you know, maybe just a little different angle. And so when I started thinking about this topic, I thought, okay, so here's a statement um, about breaking commitments to ourselves, like brings up self-doubt and we don't really begin to trust in ourselves anymore and stuff like that and I don't think we really take that seriously we're just like oh it's me you know like oh who cares but like I said I think there's some depth there that we can dive into but of course I like to if at all possible um not saying that every podcast is super deep biblically but I do think it's important like I don't want to just talk about things to talk about things like Jesus is the center of my life I pray that he's the center of yours or that you are working on putting him at the center of it and so I especially like nowadays I just feel like we dismiss the bible so much even in the Christian world and my goal is to bring things and that they would be found in the word of God. There would be connection with the word of God because I just like, I love the word of God. It's just so good for us to align ourselves with it. And I'm just saying, and I'm just kind of getting, um, sad that we're coming up with our own thoughts, myself included. Like I, I know I have a lot of opinions and stuff and, a lot of them are just coming out of me. They're my thoughts. They're Aaron's thoughts. And I want to bring them to the word of God. And at first I was like, okay, where am I going to find this in the the word of God? And we're going to go deeper than the statement. So if you're like, okay, this is kind of off track or wow, this is intense, Aaron. We're taking it deeper because it's called diving into deep waters. That's why I said last week. So we're going to go deeper than maybe what the statement is because I think there's like what I really feel like the Lord led me to and it was just popped into my head this morning I'd written half this podcast (laughs) the other day and which is sometimes good for me to like just take time step away from it and just see like where am I supposed to go with this I have the beginning of it but I don't know where I'm supposed to take it so hey this just came today and the day that I'm recording this which is just a few days before you're gonna listen to it so um But this example came to me, and it's about Peter. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because this example that I'm going to use gets like prime real estate in the Bible. Um, His account that we're going to talk about, it's featured in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All four Gospels take this account and kind of shed light on it and shine, you know, like a big uh you know light which you just said um right on it it's it's front row and center um and the thing is is like usually for us when we mess up or do things like there's not a big old light shining on us we're not center stage but here peter is <laughs> so be thankful you're not peter and your things aren't you know recorded for generations to come But I wanted to take us to Matthew 26. And we're actually going to start reading in verse 69. Um, We're going to go through 74. So this account is when Peter disowns Jesus. And just stick with me. I'll show you how it correlates. So now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him. You were also with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And then he went out to the gateway where another girl saw him and said to the people there this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth and he denied it again with an oath I don't know this man and after a little while those standing there went up to Peter and said surely you are one of them for your accent gives you away and then he began to call down curses on himself and he swore to them I don't know the man and immediately a rooster crowed Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. So, Peter denies Christ. But in order to take in the full effect of this part of scripture, I think we have to go back a little bit before this denial happened and look at a conversation that happened between Peter and And Jesus, um, it's in the same chapter, chapter 26. It starts in verse 31. And this is when Jesus predicts that Peter's going to have his denial. And then, so it says in verse 31, Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. So it's not just Peter. It's all of his disciples. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you unto Galilee. And Peter replied, because if you know anything about Peter, Peter's got a big mouth. As some of us do too. (laughs) So don't be ragging on Peter, because a lot of us got big mouths. Even if I'll fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. This very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Again, not just Peter, the disciples agreed with him. So here in this this passage, Peter makes a promise to Jesus and to himself, right? Um, which <laughs> it's interesting because I noticed that Peter that Jesus lets Peter off the hook here, which I guess I never really noticed that until I was reading it this time. I'm sure I noticed it before, but I didn't really pay much attention to it because like Peter's like, I am not gonna deny you Jesus. And Jesus is like, Oh Peter, yeah, yeah, you are. But that's okay. Like it's gonna happen. Not like that's okay, but like this is what's gonna happen. I already know what's gonna happen. And um I I don't know. I just love that I don't know, Jesus is just so compassionate, he's just like, mm, oh you, <laughs> I always have this saying, look at you, and I feel like that's what Jesus is doing here with Peter, like, hmm, Peter, look at you, you're gonna deny me, and Peter opens his big mouth again, and maybe it would have been okay then, he'd be like, okay, you know, but Peter's like, no, even if I have to die, it's um, gonna happen, Um and again, I lost my place. I'm just going to be honest with it. From now on, I'm going to be honest when I lose my place. That way you guys just know what's happening. I'm giving you the pillow talk within the episode. I lost my place. Um, I think like, yeah, I love that Peter's just extra. <laughs> like the whole, like, I, if I have to die, I won't deny you. Um, and This isn't the only moment in this chapter that Peter and the disciples let Jesus and themselves down. So if you're like, Aaron, this is an extreme example. We'll just knock it down a little bit of an example of kind of not kind of letting yourself down and others down because after this whole thing happens that, you know, Peter's like, I'm not going to deny you. And Jesus like, you're going to deny me. And Peter's like, no, even if I die, I'm not going to deny you whatever then they go to the garden right because like jesus has to prepare himself because he is gonna die he knows he's gonna die he's gonna prepare himself for this moment and so he's basically like to the disciples like hey this is a hard moment can you stay here can you pray you know like pray for me because this is difficult and they're like yeah 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 We, we can pray for you so we're we're not denying we just need to pray that's all they need to do is pray and so, you know, Jesus goes off, he starts praying, and he comes back to check on the disciples, and what does he find? They're all asleep. And Jesus is kind of irritated. He's irritated with them, like, because he says, could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? <laughs> you can tell he's irritated, because I don't think he's like, oh, you couldn't keep watch with me for one... He's like, you couldn't keep watch with me for one hour? And then he kind of gives him an out. He's like, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And I'm sure those guys were like, oh man, we messed up. Okay, all right, but we're going to get it together this time. Just like we all do with so many things in our lives, right? We're like, man, I messed that up. Oh, I, I made this promise to myself, or I made this promise to someone else, and... We mess it up and we're like oh okay no back on track it's kind of like you know just to use an easy example like when people want to go on a diet which I'm not a fan of diets I think they mess us all up because who can stay on that bandwagon forever nobody anyways everybody's gonna fall off the bandwagon I don't care how great and how wonderful you are at eating clean or whatever you're gonna fall off so why why do we do that to ourselves but we do we do it all the time And so we're like, oh, I'm not, I'm gonna, you know, eat right. And I'm gonna work out. And, or maybe you're like, I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna read my Bible every day. And I'm gonna read my devotion. I'm gonna spend my hour with Jesus. And before we know it, we've messed it up. And then we're like, oh man, I messed that up. But just like the disciples, no, no, we're going to get it right this time. You know, like I'm nope. Starting on Monday. Everything starts on Monday, right? We all we never start on a Thursday. We never start on a Saturday. We always start on Monday. We got to wait till Monday. Because this is what we think to ourselves. Sunday, I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then Monday, I'm going to start, right? You know, you're all trucking with me. You're all saying amen. You all know what I'm talking about. And here the disciples are. They messed up again. And they're like, okay, we, we got it this time. You know, I'm not going to let myself down this time. I'm not going to let Jesus down this time. And what happens? Jesus comes back for a second time. And they're sleeping. Like, I hope that you've never looked at the disciples and be like, oh my gosh, you couldn't stay awake for an hour. Um, pretty sure it was probably late at night. And um, if you're anything like me, like, when you, I'm driving at night, like, I can stay awake. But if I'm the passenger in the car, I'm out. I'm like, pretty much it doesn't matter what time of day it is in the car, I'm just passed out. If I'm the not the driver, if I'm the passenger, but let's just take ourselves, let's put ourselves in the story. And I'm sure, like I just said, we we do this in our own lives. We do things, we make commitments, we let ourselves down, we get irritated with ourselves, and then we're like, okay, I'll do it again. But yet we fail at it. I I read this article and it was talking about why two of the main reasons why Peter denied Jesus. And those two main reasons were weakness and fear. And I think both of those reasons are very applicable to why we, you know, break commitments to ourselves, why we don't show up for ourselves, and why we do that with other people. Weakness, the definition is the condition of lacking strength. With the disciples, they lacked strength. Jesus said it. Right, he said, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And I think we often have like the best of intentions. I've had the best of intentions with something as simple as um, playing the piano. Right, I want a baby girl in one day. I want to be able to play something beautiful. So I set out this year. My intention was to practice, and for three months I did. I did very well for three months. But then I let my life get in the way and I had excuses and I basically was like, well, I have church stuff I need to do and I don't have time to practice this kind of music. I have other music I need to attend to in my life. And before I know it, it's like been probably four months that I have not practiced. I've totally fallen off the wagon. My intentions were, you know, to do it, did it. But before I knew it, I broke that intention. I broke that um, commitment that I had made to myself. And I got weak and I lost my resolve to practice. So we all can, exp- we can, you know, understand weakness. We all have weakness. Fear. We've talked a lot about fear. I don't think we could ever talk too much about fear. I'm just going to be honest because we all struggle with it. Um, Peter, when he wasn't... Well, I wanted to say the definition of fear. It implies anxiety and usually loss of courage. So, fear for Peter. Um, when he wasn't face-to-face with, you know, the girls saying, hey, you're you're with, with the Son of God and, like, you're one of his disciples. Before that, when he thought about the situation... He was all bold, right? He had big words like, no, not me. No, that's not going to happen. He didn't have fear when he wasn't faced with the situation. But as soon as he was faced with the situation, as soon as that actual moment came, he flaked out. I don't know about you, but maybe we're not like denying Christ. But I think we can all think of situations in our lives where we've allowed fear to overtake us and we flaked, right? Right? if I'm being transparent, um, cause that's what we do here. I, do you remember when I said something about writing a devotional? Do you remember anything about that? Or did you forget? And then I just reminded you and I'm like, Oh yeah, Aaron hasn't done that. Yeah. That thing. Um, the thing that I've tried to forget about because every time I open my book to start jotting my thoughts, I go blank. Um, and I just stare at the blank pages. I actually kind of hid the book a little bit on my desk, so I didn't have to keep looking at it. And because every time, like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to write a devotional. I had boldness. Yeah, I can do this. And then you actually have to follow through. And it's, you know, overwhelms me. I am anxious about it. Um, And it just over, that anxiousness overtakes me. And I'm filled with self-doubt and, um, yeah, it's so easy to talk a good game in the beginning, like when you're not having to actually follow through, but when it comes down to it, often our boldness, it turns into fear and, and we're weak. Now, if I were to leave you there, that would be bad because that would not be a very encouraging place to leave you. Um, but here's the good news. And and we need the good news, right? I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing of God is that there's always good news. I love that about serving God. There's always good news. And um, because Paul's story, or yeah, wrong person, Peter's story doesn't end here, and neither does ours unless we let it. Just because Peter failed to follow through on his promise, like, follow through on his commitment. Like I'm not going to deny you or even the prayer thing, you know, any of that. Um, and just because he wasn't as bold and courageous as he had said he was going to be, he wasn't finished. There wasn't the end of his story, even though he went out and he must have been filled with so much self doubt. And it says he wept bitterly. I mean, it was intense for Peter. Um, it's, he wasn't finished. And here's the other thing. And I'm, I'm, if I remember correctly, we've talked about failure um, before. And I think it just has such a negative connection to that word failure when sometimes failure is not a bad thing. And it is a bad thing if that's where we camp out, if that's the place we stay. Like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm just going to live in this place. But in Peter's case, I think God used that broken promise, the failure, the weakness, the fear of not following through and he used that failure and equipped him to strengthen his brothers and sisters and i'm gonna let you know what i'm i'm gonna share with you what oh my gosh my words what i mean by that because this is something that like really hit me because in the account of peter remember i said it's in like matthew mark luke and john this account is given well and actually in luke um chapter 22 verse 31 in the account before, he says, "Like, hey, you're gonna deny me." This is what Jesus says. He says, "Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Simon." <laughs> I just feel like Jesus' heart here is like, Simon, Simon, Simon. You know, I feel like he probably does that with us, Aaron, 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 <laughs> whatever your name is. Like, he says, "Like, mm, mm, mm. Satan asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you." Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, that you strengthen your brothers. The thing is, is like, maybe when you heard that whole thing about breaking your promises or your commitment, you think it only involves us. And if we're not Christians, if Jesus isn't the center of our life, or Jesus isn't in the equation, yeah, to the world, it's just about themselves. But it goes so much deeper than that when we have jesus in our lives because here jesus reveals that satan wants him to fail so that he can basically like immobilize peter for the kingdom maybe showing up for ourselves is satan's way of stopping us from doing nothing and us doing nothing that affects the kingdom And when we engage in breaking commitments and we create self-doubt, I can only, like I kind of preference this before, but I can only imagine the self-doubt Peter had after he denied Christ. Yet Jesus says, Peter, I have prayed for you. Um, And just if you didn't know, Peter's name was Simon until later, and then Jesus changed it to Peter. But Jesus knows what's going to happen. And I believe that he wanted Peter to know, like, you're going to have self-doubt, but I'm going to give you something that will drive that doubt away. So I want you to know I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray for you to stand firm. And he even, he says, when you've turned away, see, Jesus put that in there. And I know that you're going to turn away, but it's not going to, that's not the end. It's not the end of it that you turned away. That you denied me. That was not the end. That's not the finished product. Because you're going to turn around and you're going to encourage your brothers in Christ. I don't know, but that's like super powerful to me. That even after he messed up, there was purpose. And Peter needed to get back in the game and accomplish that purpose. It doesn't end with him weeping bitterly. He's like, no, you got things to do, Peter. There's, there's work to be done. Maybe we have lost confidence in what we have said we would do because we have let ourselves and others down and we have failed ourselves. What if Peter had done that? What if that, geez, you know, Peter wept bitterly, what if that would have been the end of the story? He wouldn't have become the pillar of the early church and we've talked about what Peter brought to the church. He wouldn't have exhorted and trained others to follow Jesus and honestly we would not be able to have any kind of thing to look forward and say okay that wasn't the end if we didn't have this story in the Bible. It could have ended there but it didn't. Showing up for ourselves goes way beyond ourselves. We aren't Living for ourselves. Or we shouldn't be. (laughs) Our purpose should be so much more than that. And at the core of it, it should be Jesus. So let's show up for him. Let's take the self-doubt, the fear, our weakness, breaking our word, and exchange it for getting back into the game and bring someone ourselves can can count on and others can count on. And more importantly, that Jesus can count on. I hope that all made sense. It did in my head, but sometimes it's a little different when you bring it forward. And I encourage you go read those, those verses and underline them. Cause I think there's just so much life there, especially, um, the account in Luke of just like I don't know it just brought a lot of reassurance to my soul of like okay get back up you know like get back in the game on certain things that you've let yourself down on and because it's not just about yourself you guys it's about the Lord so let's uh work on showing up not just for ourselves but for others and for the Lord.